We are here. We are here with the legendary, the beautiful Miss Shirley Jones of the legendary jo the Jones Girls. Welcome to the Soul of the Streets, Miss Jones. Well, I'm glad to be here. Oh my God, this is such a, a, a great, great um, episode for me because I'm celebrating 10 years of Soul of the Streets doing it this year, this month. I started the show in 2014 and um, Black History Month. And you all, you're celebrating 45 years of the launch of the Jones Girls. Black excellence is in the building. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed and overwhelmed with just gratitude. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Sure, it's my pleasure. Can you believe I, 45 years? Every time I say that, I'm like, that's a long time since that first album, the one that had, you're going to make me love somebody else mm -hmm. and who can I run to on it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember back to that um that that time when you first started with that process of recording those songs? Like, what was the energy? Like, I do. The energy was off the chain because we had just uh, completed uh, doing background and traveling around the world with Diana Ross. Yes, yes. Who, who is who's the one that really got us with Gamble and Huff? So the energy was it was just off the chain. It was so it was like. From Diana Ross, you went from that from that whole energy and touring. How long were you on tour with Di Miss, Miss Ross? For three years, up until Woo! we met Gamble and Huff. In fact, she gave us our own spot in her show and that they happened to be in the audience at the Schubert Theater in Philadelphia when we went there. Okay. And uh, after, when we first started with her after the European tour, she told us then that she thought we were too good to sing background behind her or anybody for too long. And mm. she was going to help us. So she let us choose a song that that we would like to sing during one of her many, as she say, costume changes. <laughs> so because she changes costumes a lot. Oh, yeah. And I got she, to see her back And then I think she even does more now. But, yeah, we did that with... Um, and uh, we happened to be, uh, Gamble and Huff happened to be in the audience at the show in Philadelphia. And they heard us and came right backstage and asked us, uh, would we like to sign with them? And at that time, what, 1978, 79, mm. they were the hottest group. They were the hottest record company out there, you know, with the likes of the OJs and Billy Paul and Teddy Pendergrass and Phyllis Hyman and Gene Carn. Right. Oh so my God. we were we were blessed and and ex super excited about signing with them because they're also celebrating sixty years <laughs> of Amber and Huff this year. Yes. Oh my God! So have you had the opportunity um, to to like run past Miss Ross during throughout the course of the years? We saw her once in Vegas. Um, mm -hmm. We went back to backstage when our kids were much smaller and got a chance to see her. But it's been years. That's been yeah. 15, 20 years ago since I've, you know, actually seen her since we were working with her. And so much success has happened between both you guys' um, brands along the way. I'm sure if she keeps tabs, and I'm sure she does, because the music is timeless. She's got to know that those are the Jones girls that was, singing background for me at my show. She has to remember that because y'all Oh, yeah. Oh, crazy. yeah. She, she has. She does. Yeah, I know she does. <laughs> that would be an amazing uh, reunion to see that era of, of music, you know, just, just come together and do like one big show 
a legendary night of nothing but oh. the greatness. Oh, that would be that would be nice. I would right? love to do something like that. Yes. Let's speak it into existence. Let's speak it into existence because it's possible. Exactly. Y'all, y'all still working. Oh, it y'all. is. Yeah, I spoke. I saw her at the at Radio City last year, and she was still amazing. I'm hoping that you guys come to the East Coast so I can catch your live show. I'm gonna have to catch sneak ups. I see you always in Philly and Washington. I'm gonna have to sneak down there now and come check you. Yeah, come check us out. Um, we'll be that way. Uh, May twelfth at okay. Caesar's Palace in Atlantic City. That's close enough. Yeah, That's close enough. <laughs> who are you gonna? Who will you be performing with? Uh, the Intruders, uh, the Blue Notes featuring Sugar Bear, uh, Blue Magic, and some uh, Lenny Williams and myself. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a good Good Mother's Day show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that is Mother's Day weekend. That's, that's Bring your mama. Yeah, if she's. Yeah. She was like, she was like, I think we're gonna have to make that happen. Gonna make, have to make that happen. Mother's Day weekend. She she like to go. Uh, she like to try to bring me to church on on, on Mother's Day. We're gonna see if I can sneak out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. No, but um, such amazing music along these decades and the music that has stood the test of time. And then it's like, do you have a favorite of of the songs that you all have recorded or album? My favorite uh, is actually, well, who can I run to? It's you know, I tell everybody it's my my favorite. But on this new album, uh, the tribute album to my sisters, mm-hmm. there's a, a pre previously unreleased. It was in our can, and it only came out in Europe for a brief period of time. That has become my new favorite because it's going to be the new single, an actual uh, unreleased Jones Girl song with me and That's the sister. Baby Don't Go. Yes, Baby Don't yeah, Go. Yeah, that song is, ooh. Like, how yeah. did that one just slip the cracks? How did that yeah. one not see? I, I oh know. That's what, that's what a lot of people are like. Why didn't it make any of you all's albums? Because it's such a bad song. But we got several others like that in our can. I bet. At least 10 others, Yeah. And that was Gambling Huff as well. That um, yes, that's that Gambling Huff wrote and produced that. Yes, Sheesh, I know y'all probably just have like bolts of just fire that's just ready to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this tribute album, I decided to open it up with with that song because I wanted people to really remember mm-hmm. those harmonies. You know, those classic harmonies that my sisters and I were able to present to the world. Yes. What was it like? I mean, cause you all, all three of you all were so beautiful and young and gifted. What was the being young ladies in the game at that time? What was some of the the um, memories you have of just growing up and becoming a woman within the industry? Oh, man, um, we we had to learn a lot, you know, as far as taking care of business. We had to learn, you know, not to always be ladies on the road, you know, and not buy into all this other stuff. It, it, it was completely different back then. You know, the the women, we, well, first of all, we, we kept our clothes on. So, yeah. you know, we, it was that, you know, it was, it was just a different era. It was a more classic, classy era. And uh, Gamble always had protection around us. He always had sent somebody, you know, because we, we were fresh out of, you know, the OJs were the first ones to take us out on the road. So Gamble okay. always had a road manager and then like security too. 
to you know keep keep people from uh bothering us to you know to the extent where they were uh being a little over enthusiastic right yeah. right I mean, cause that was a, that that time was ooh, y'all had some y'all y'all had, y'all records is created the mood for such great times like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah boy one of my first songs of the, that I was able to purchase that was uh dance turned into a romance that was, I bought that forty five and I was like oh my god this like yeah that was on um that was on the that peace with woman album. That album with us where we're covered up with all mm-hmm. that with the orange, yeah. That Dance Turner Roman was the kickoff single, I think, for that. Yeah, one. I was I was too young to know about albums at that time because if I did, I probably, I would have bought that too. My yeah. little allowance only afforded me the forty five, and I played that forty five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ran that thing in a, in a hole, and um, and, and here I am today <laughs> talking to the all queen. Right. Of the song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, yeah. I, 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 full, full circle moments, and you know? I'm just so thankful. So now, dance turns into a romance. When that song came out, that that just had the dance floors. I was a kid dancing to it. I could just imagine. Like, did y'all ever do like cup dates, or did y'all just do like? Um... Oh, we did. We were at Studio Fifty Four. A lot of the discos okay. during that time, we did a lot of them back then. Okay, so the club scene, because I didn't know if, if that if that. Those songs made it to like the like the um radio cities or were y'all, were y'all just doing clubs or what type of venues y'all were doing back then? We were doing we did some clubs, but we were mainly on tour with different um Philly artists like the OJs, right, uh, right, Teddy Pendergrass. You know, we were but when we weren't touring, you know, we would do some of the different clubs in in New okay. York at that time. And, yes, and see how the music is touching the people. See the dance floor because it's nothing like when uh, when you singing the music and the and the people are just really dancing on a on that dance floor too. Sometimes I know I did to 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 your stuff. You know, it, it's a great feeling that and, people because that's that's what we always wanted to bring joy and happiness to people. You know that's and even when I perform now, I I get so much. I get such a thrill seeing the audience smiling and having a good time. That's got. I mean, I can I can't imagine uh, being in the audience at this show and they're not being smiles and dancing because that's just what the music makes you want to do. Yes, that's that's the energy. Like you go there to escape whatever is going on. Because nights over Egypt, who can I run to? I mean, I just love the man. I mean, y'all had y'all had some some. Magical, some bangers, as they say. Yeah, 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 y'all had that fire. (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) I'm like the way the way we say fire today, like doing that. I remember, like I said, dance turned into a romance because as a kid, I was able to afford that one on on my level of just understanding what a great song was at (laughs) that time. So, but y'all coming back with back to back, back to back with with slow jams, upbeats. I mean, oh oh my god, it was just it had to be a time. That was the magic of Gamble and Huff and and that staff, that that stable of writers and producers, you know, like Dexter Wanzell, yeah. McFadden and Whitehead. And, you know, it was just a stable of just great producers and writers. And that we uh, I feel so blessed to have been a part of that part of black history because it's definitely black history. Definitely. No black music like that history. Yes. Oh, my God. You all contributed to culture, like 
weirder. Y'all, y'all music is the reason why we feel so black today. You know, when I yeah. throw on, when I go through my stash and do my my throwback stash, I throw on "You Gonna Make Me Love Somebody Else" and "Nice Over Egypt." They know I'm getting serious. Oh yeah, like, I I'm not playing. I'm bringing out the collard greens and the fried. I mean, you going, you gonna eat good. You are gonna listen to some good sounds with y'all. You know, with your catalog. Well, keep on doing that, and, you and add, it. I, add the new one, the new uh, album into that mix too. Oh yeah, <laughs> reflections, baby. Don't go. I added it on um this week's uh Soul Soul Street. So definitely hit that link in the bio. Check it out. We got um when you love somebody on there this week, and baby, don't go. You can hear it exclusively because it comes out on Friday. And um, it's an am- yes. it's, a, it's an amazing song, and it's a, it's gonna be an amazing tribute. You got to work with your son, Pam yes. Jones, he's a friend to the show as well. So how's he doing? He is doing fine. Just you know, raising my two grandbabies and yes, uh, the little one. He's just now he's just now walking. He's ten months old. Well, he was walking at nine months, but he's okay. just walking away now, and it's just. The beauty, you know, he's doing fine. And my nephew, nice. too, who, who co-wrote the title song PJ. with PJ, Reflection. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's here. He's here. He's staying with me for a little while because nice. he just moved down here from Detroit. Yeah. Okay, he, he, he moved closer to the mix. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he and Cam got, got a nice thing going, you know. In oh, fact, yeah. um, they're opening for me uh, Sunday. At nice. the first of the 45-year celebration shows, yeah. Oh, I already know that's going to be fire. Oh, yeah, it's going to be nice. Sunday. Fire, yeah. fire, fire, because they got some tunes. That tribute album they did um, to you guys was amazing, too. That's I got okay. to speak to both of them during that time, during when they were doing a press run for it. So, yeah, that was a dope project. How, yes. how they flipped dance turned into a romance as well. Right, yeah. And then you came, and then you came as a solo artist with um, "Do You Get Enough Love?" Come on now, now that was like nineteen eighty six. Now I was able I, at that time I was a little older, and I was able to purchase the whole album. Ah. And, I bought, <laughs> and I bought that album as I bought that album, and I remember the the album cover. I remember it was your album. I bought Gene Carn album. I bought uh, "Closer Than Close." I bought Anita Baker's album. I mean, music was like, oh my God, it was just a great place at that time. Yes, wasn't it? But just, just good, solid music. I mean, just. And I was young, you know what I'm saying? And listening yeah. to that type of music like that was like trap music, the way you listen to trap music today. Y'all right. my trap music. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> it kept me out of harm's way. There we go. <laughs> you know? The, my favorite um, song off that project was Last Night. Um, Last Night I Needed Somebody. I that Needed song. Somebody, yeah. Oh, my God. That's always That's so beautiful. Dexter Wanzel and Cynthia Biggs again, yeah. What was that ever like for you at the time when when that when that project that, came out? Because that had to have been different now, you know, on your own. Yeah, it was uh, It was different. You know, recording it was different. It was really different because of the fact that... Um, I had always had my sisters there, you know, mm-hmm. to harmonize. But I knew this time it was going to be different because we had broken up. And so I, I changed everything. I had two girls, two guys and a girl as background singers to okay. take it away from the Jones girls. Um, even though we did, you know, Jones girl songs, um, but it was different, and I missed I missed my sisters. But after "Do You Get Enough Love" went to number one, and You're I right. started you know started being on those tours. I think the first tour 
that I did as a soloist was with Mays, Frankie Beverly. Oh, and oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I was out with them for about seven months back then. And uh, once I started, you know, feeling the audiences and, and seeing how they accepted me mm -hmm. as Shirley Jones, you know, still being a part of the Jones girls, then I it felt got easier every time. Okay. So would you give, um, like, because they say the female groups uh, never stay together. Like, um, do you think that's, all the way through, or you think it's just different with each group? It's different with each group. You know, we we um stayed together as long as we could, and then we even got back together to do an album overseas back in the early nineties. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, with every you know, because see, it's a, it's a different thing with females versus males because you know, women, you you know, we want you wanted uh to you know to be married you want kids and 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 you did the, sometimes it conflicted as to when you know you, you could do that wherein mm. with men they can have the you know make the babies and keep on moving and keep, keep stepping and, <laughs> right where women when that time come you had to pull back you know and for a while because um after I had Cameron in 1988 I took you know, break because I really didn't want him on the road all the time traveling, and because his father was um one of the Harlem Globetrotters, so mm -hmm. I didn't want that kind of just from airplane to airplane. So I I, I laid off for quite a few years Woo. to raise him and you know get him going, and um, but then jumped right back into it after you so know. It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to jump back into it when it was time. No, to not it. at all. Because it's, it's, it's press play. Let the music. It's the joy of up. my life. Yeah, I, performing and recording these songs. You know, that's the joy of my life. What song really um, feels the most? Not the most special, but that you just think of your sisters when you're on the stage. Like what song? Like when y'all get to that song, you just have a the most beautiful memory of your sisters. You're gonna make me love somebody else. And mm. Nights Over Egypt. Yeah, Nights Over Egypt, especially when I do those two. What I is really it about those songs that brings that those feelings? The harmonies, the harmonies. And I got three really, really bad girls. They okay. sing that give me that so that I can really kind of relive with the audience the beautiful harmonies and everything. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, Nights Over Egypt is just a beautiful production vocals written i mean that's probably one of the best records of all time like a lot of people say you know so i mean i i, I know the, the music keeps you working keeps people wanting to talk to you and this is just a blessing to be able to get some of the stories behind the music you know especially at a time like this where so much other stuff is going on you know it's good to give some good positive music history to our people Exactly. It's, it's you know? Black History Month too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we're here with Black royalty, Miss Shirley Jones, the legend of the of the Jones Girls. And if you don't know, now you know because um, the music is just uh, timeless. So I want to ask you about the I I um I just love that man. When I recorded that song, did you just know? Did you know that song was going to be such a classic? Any of the mm -hmm. songs, or were you just singing to and just singing songs that they gave you when y'all heard the songs yourself and said, Oh, we singing this? Oh, yeah, this we um, well, we picked, you know, they they oh, would, really? okay. would submit a lot of different songs 
the different writers, you know, and then the last people that we always worked with was Gamble and Huff. And we would sit and have meetings with them as to what songs out of the 14 or 15 that was presented for every album, which song, which songs 10, you know, I think it was eight to 10 at that time mm -hmm. that did that we wanted to do. <laughs> and funny story about I Just Love the Man. The, the song was complete. We were in the studio, but Kenny kept saying, Kenny Gamble, he said, I like it. I, it's going to be a nice hit, but it's just something missing, something missing. And at that time, there was no talking on there. Yeah. Uh, and so we, I happened to be going through something with, with the guy that I was with. Oh, so that and, was really true. And yeah, and so we we were in the <laughs> studio talking about that. Brendan Ballard was saying, "You just need to leave him, y'all. You keep going back and forth, and it just doesn't make any sense." We did not know that Kenny was in the in the in the in the booth. He was. We no were in the way. booth that he was in the studio listening to us, and he said, "That's what we need right there." What y'all talking about? And we talking about what? And they talking about, we talking about her boyfriend, how she needs to leave him. And he said, that's what we need. Let's take a break. And we <laughs> took a break and he and Huff went and came back and, and told us to, these are the basic lyrics, you know, the for, for you, for you, but you be, be yourselves. And that's what we did. <laughs> wow. So yeah. what did, the boy, did the boyfriend ever know? Did, did you leave him before the song came uh, yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. He's in our, he's in our unsung. And he said he didn't, he did, he never knew that that song was about him, McKinley Jackson, but it was. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know he, he hates and loves that song at the same time. You're exactly. <laughs> That's real right there. So this goes to show you that real real conversation, real life things really does add oh, hell, oh, yeah. to the music. Yeah, Gotta connect. So that's oh, the yeah. best part of the song, really. And <laughs> I know the talking. <laughs> I mean, everybody, women love it when I do that song. That gave, that int that introduced like the, the Mickey Howard um speaking in oh, in the in the middle of the song. Like I don't know if it introduced, but it definitely adds to it. Like cause it came before Love on the New Mansion, but Right, I'm catching hell by Natalie Cole when she was talking. Like, right, that was the thing back then. So it's like it brought you more into the music. And um, I, 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 so I want to ask. I was like, was that really real or was that a skit? But that was that, really real. <laughs> no, it was real. That was real. <laughs> well, shout out to McKinley for inspired such an amazing intro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you never got his flowers, you're getting them tonight, my brother. You did an no, amazing right. job by screwing up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what are you so now 2024 what are you most excited about musically i know the project is dropping on friday um it's, it's gonna be amazing because um that's just what the type of music you guys created have created and it better yeah. be a tribute what are you most excited just, about i'm excited about celebrating this this entire year up with performances all around the world and uh, promoting the album and because uh, I'm going to the UK this year, Portugal this year, Greece this year. And of course, we're taking the celebration um, tour around the United States. Nice. So, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. Just got off the phone with my designer who had uh, designed some things for me for the Soul Train cruise that we just got nice, off of. Nice, nice. With Miss Melba. Yeah. Yes, I saw yeah. that footage. Yeah, that's my that girl. Down. 
Oh, we, oh man, Melvin, now we've worked together several times and it's always so much fun because she is such a beautiful person and an idol, yes. someone, someone that I, I have always looked up to her as a kid. We, my sisters and I, there were very few black women that we could see on TV mm -hmm. back then. And then Diane Carroll and Melba Moore were pretty much all, all it was that were on television shows and on the different variety shows. Yeah, and she's a great, she seemed to have been a great nurturer to the young talent that was coming up around her too. So Yes, yes. Yeah, so she, I, she, I had the opportunity to, to interview her as well and uh, it was such a great experience. So I'm oh, just yeah. thankful and, and blessed to be able to speak to y'all and, 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 and the greatness of some of the, you know, because I wasn't there at the very beginning, but I was there by the time I was there and y'all were still there and kicking yeah. butt. And, and, yeah. we, and I'm just like, and we're here now. I know it exactly, and we're still here, and praise God for that. Hallelujah, and I just want to say, baby, don't go. It's coming out on Friday <laughs> off the Reflections Project, so you definitely want to check that out. You're going to be just grooving and moving um, to, the, to, the, to the sounds of the Jones Girls, unreleased music. I mean... It's not, it's not every day we get good unreleased music. <laughs> you know, those harmonies. I sit there and when I listen to that song, I'm like, boy, my sisters and I, we did have some great harmonies. When I listen to it, because I've had to listen to it a, a lot of, you know, a lot of times uh, mm -hmm. trying to um, decide where I was going to put it in the album. And, right. and then I finally said, look, I'm going to open the album with that and then close with the, Valerie Sun and I reflections the song that we wrote um and i i'm really proud of this body of work i've been working on it for seven years since brenda was killed back in 2017 mm. that's when i actually got the idea because i wanted to salute them in some kind of way once you know she was gone i'm like and it's just me I wanted to salute them in some kind of way so i just started writing because five of the ten songs i wrote Mm, okay, the, okay. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. How has it been this like this now? I mean, one thing was once you when you break up and everybody's still here, but now with both of them passed on, how um does it impact your 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 performance now and going into I, representing I them as you know, being with them not with them not being here? I celebrate them and talk about them quite a bit in the show and and it's as strange as it may seem, every single show I have done is in the since Brenda passed mm -hmm. has it's like I'm in a completely different world on stage. And I think it's because they are there with me spiritually. Every show I feel their presence spiritually, Brenda and Valerie. And the shows have just been off the chain. It's almost like yeah. they're, they're back there pushing me, oh, surely do it, because people be like, girl, you you know you. Yeah, and those singers of yours, they remind me so much of you all's harmonies. And that's exactly what I want, because I want people to be able to close their eyes and just remember the okay. Jones Girls. Yes. So I got one more question for you. Now, with these songs, uh, do you remember the like the are there any harmony memories you remember? Um, like recording some of those songs? Like like what stood out in the studio while you were record recording Who Can I Run To? Like is there a story that you know we can re reflect on when you was recording that song with your sisters putting the harmonies together? No, it's just that, you know, with me being a writer myself, a lyricist. Mm -hmm. 
that the lyrics to that song, that song was written by uh, Richard Roebuck, Frank Austin, and Charlie Boy Simmons. And when they presented that song to us, I said, now, you know, these are some really deep lyrics, mm. you know, um, as I stand here contemplating, you know, you know, on the right thing to decide. All of us have had that moment in time where you're just sitting there trying to decide what you're going to do, you know, right. in a relationship, in a in a business, you know, financially, Um We've all had that moment. So I had to put myself in the place of everyday, an everyday person. And mm. that's what I did. I used to take a love taking lyrics um, and putting myself in the situation. And then and that that's how I was able to tackle that, that lead like that. Ooh, yeah. I mean, you you did that. So for, for Nights Over Egypt, because that was just a harmony song. So that probably, that song would probably have a lot of memories to it because that was oh yeah well see that song when dexter and cynthia brenda and i did not want to do that song we thought it what? was too yeah we we thought it was too jazzy well, you have valerie jones to thank for insisting she said no this we're gonna do this song this song here is going to be back in the day none we none of us dreamed that here 45 years later a whole new generation yeah. is is loving our music. Gen so we, generations continuing to learn yes. the age. Like it's yeah, we did not Brenda and I did not want to do nights over Egypt. We thought Why? it, would, it would put us too much into a jazz vein. Now you have Got to remember you. by the time we did Nights Over Egypt in 82, we had had You're gonna make me love somebody else. We had had, mm -hmm. I just love the man. We had had Dance Turn to Romance and they were all heavy R&B songs. So when when that was, song was presented, we were like, oh, that might just make it a little too jazzy. And Valerie said, no, we're doing this song. So the five of us, me, Brenda, Valerie, Dexter, Wanzel, and Cynthia, we sat down and met about it because the music, now that it wasn't because the Brenda and I didn't think the music because the music is just beautiful. And we we felt that we, in order for us to do it, it needed to be a little more R&B. And that's when we all decided, well, you know what? Since the music is so ethereal, mm -hmm. uh, we need to do something special, something different. And that's how we came up with Dexter Said. And we agreed Maybe we should try no lead singer, no harp, no uh, no step outs. You know, on a lot of our songs, Brenda may step out and sing something. Valerie, I would. We decided that we weren't going to do any of that. We were going to let the harmonies and the unison be the main lead. Made love, okay. that was going to be the lead voice, and it worked. I mean, okay. I have so many people that have that don't know us but they're the minute i say nights over egypt all around the world they're like oh my god you're the one you guys are the ones that did that that song is this and that you know and everybody has a story about nights over egypt whoever name okay. is egypt whoever name is egypt um get knows that song very well because right. <laughs> <laughs> yes and and uh a friend of mine told me that um he's a, a well-known uh pastor in Detroit, and he said that every year he takes his uh, new members class to Egypt 
Mm, and okay. he said, have you, he, cause he, I've never been to Egypt and um, we're thinking about going, I'm going to be in Portugal for a week and Cam and PJ and I, they're going to be there. So we're thinking, even though it's like a eight hour flight, we're thinking about going just because of nights over Egypt, just to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're, we're thinking about doing that, but uh, he said he takes his new members class and go down the Nile. He said, and there's a boat that'll take you down the Nile he said, and they play Nights Over Egypt on that drive. Ooh. And he said, at nighttime, looking at those stars, he said, it's the most beautiful experience that he's ever had. And he, he said, you need to go do that because on that particular boat, and this has been seven, eight years ago, it was a boat that would take you down the Nile. And he said, looking at the stars at, in the evening while, while Nights Over Egypt playing, is just it'll just take you away transform you <laughs> i just imagine um your show opening up with maze uh, frankie beverly and maze when you went solo and when you got to that song how that song set the tone for for uh frankie beverly just for their for their catalog coming oh, i mean yeah. that's that's a shift that's a shift change oh yeah it is and when young young musicians uh, superstars now, you know, like Anderson Pack told me mm -hmm. how, how much that's a Mary J. Blige says she yes. works out. She says, I work out tonight's over Egypt every single day, girl. But when, when I met her, she said, I love you and your sisters. You all are part of the reason why I became a singer. And she told me that. And she said, you, you guys songs are on my iPad, on my iPod right now, all the time. D nice, you know, all these different guys, they, you know, and it's amazing to me that these people now still play, you know, yeah. our music and we had some sort of an influence on them in their careers. In a positive way, you know, yes, so in, a, in, exactly. a, in a positive way, you know, <laughs> exactly. made us reach for, for greatness and, and, and our blackness and, and, and just to create great music. So, I mean, we, I mean, as, as great as we can make it today, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Times right. have changed. Times have changed. The perspectives have changed. They have, they've allowed other perspectives to to be heard today, which is fine and great. But it's great to have a foundation with rich lyrics and music and and and, and gifts like you, like you and your sisters, just to continue the journey. You know. So, oh yeah. Thank you so much for just following your dreams. And it was was that a dream for you? Or was, uh, was that a dream? For it you was. It, it was. It was something we always wanted to do. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, starting out as little girls, the singing background behind my mother, because our mother was a very, very popular gospel singer okay. in, in, in the Detroit region. And in fact, she was the first black gospel singer that RCA Records signed way oh, back really? before what's I was. The, what's your mom's name? Mary Frazier Jones. You can Google her. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Frazier is in the family. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's the one that trained our voices. Yes. Okay. 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 I mean, because y'all, y'all, I mean, between you guys, the emotions. I mean, that. I mean, it was the Jones with uh, the um, Pointer Sisters. Uh huh. Oh, uh, yeah. y'all, the sisters groups was killing it back then. <laughs> we were killing it back then, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, did y'all ever go on tour together, all the sisters? No, but we knew we knew the pointers and we knew the emotions. Um, so we knew Sister Sledge, you yeah. know. Yeah, we would all kind of 
you know, hang out and see each other different. And that there was a big festival back then called the Budweiser Fest. Oh, the Budweiser where, Super Fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, went to, so, I went to a couple of those. And us and Natalie Cole and yeah. the emotions. We used to all be on those, you know, shows and different shows we would perform together and became friends, you know, out of respect for the, for the music. Yes, yes. I mean, the Budweiser Super Fest, that brings back good soulful memories. Oh, oh yeah. Those were some fun days, boy. Oh, man. The lineup, when they would release the lineup of who was coming to whatever city, I mean, it was always like, I got to go. Got to be in there. Yeah. Be like 12, be 18 acts. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Stay for exactly. everybody. <laughs> right, exactly. You come early in the morning and stay through the night. Yes. Make it a That's full, make like it a full day. It's kind of like the Capital City Jazz uh, mm-hmm. that's in D.C. I'm on that this year, June 8th. Okay. Nice, yeah, in nice, D.C. Nice. Yeah. I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, do you ever get to come to New York? Do you ever get to, I mean, uh, Atlantic City is the farthest you've been, been able to get to so far? I haven't been to New York in years, at least six or seven. And we need they, to make that happen. Somebody, I think so. Yeah. Hey, you know, that? I think y'all got a city winery or something there. Yeah, yeah. Put, yeah. Put in, word and I'm coming. People ask me all the time, you know, to to New York. So, yeah, I think so. We got I mean, that music, we played on, on BLS. Well, I said we like I'm on BLS. But <laughs> but they played on WBLS and, and um the music is all over. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, you, you well, are. Hey, I went to see Mickey but, Howard at um City Winery, Karen White at the City Winery. Yeah. You need to be, at, yeah. Uh, so uh, if this, you know uh, somebody, then tell them to call me. We, we'll yeah, we're gonna, we yes. gotta figure that out. We're gonna throw a petition. We need Shirley <laughs> right. Jones at City Winery. <laughs> and she on. will come. Yeah, she will definitely come too. Because that's a that's a show. Um, that 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 needs to be had because New York City needs to be up close and personal with you again. I believe. Oh yeah, and I would love that. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we I, we need to know. Do you? We want we want to know if you're getting enough love from us here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, the soul of the streets is in New York City, and we represent it over here tonight. And I just want to say thank you so much for this opportunity once again. God bless you, and 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 you're on this journey. I'm so glad that He's kept you and uh, allowed you to just keep the music going. And uh, yes. it's just a, it's just beautiful to be able to speak to such a beautiful legend. Thank you so much for making this uh, uh, one of my dreams come true because I really do play your music all the time. It's, well, thank you so much. You keep on playing it, and I'm gonna be there. We are gonna meet in person real soon. I I'm hope putting so. it in I the air so. now. I'm putting it in so. the air. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Tell Cam and PJ. I said, "What's good?" <laughs> I sure will. Okay, and, and we Take will care. all talk soon. Be blessed. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.